We were four friends, three friends and a guide that I met on the road in, in the streets of La Paz. My childhood dream was to explore the unknown, to go deep into the uncharted. But my dream was really to find a tribe of indigenous peoples that never saw civilization before. I wanted to penetrate that village, become a member of the tribe, marry the daughter of the chief, and find a treasure of gold or some treasure of the Inca and then come back to civilization, get famous, rich. And suddenly, here I was, alone, bare to the bone. I lost everything. I lost my friends. I lost all my equipment. In the skin of my teeth, I managed to pull myself out of the river after almost drowning. There I was under the mighty cliffs, crushed completely. No knife, no gun, no food, no fire and foreign lands, mighty mountains, cliffs, rivers gushing, huge trees swaying in the, in the wind, the hybris, the vanity, I was crushed. This was the dark night of my soul. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Chuck. And I am Will. And tonight we are doing a movie that is so far out of our purview. It's so far out of everything we've talked about before. Yeah, um, wow. By the title of Jungle. And I suggested this because I, my, I was actually recommended this movie by somebody else. And I watched it and I was like... My jaw was dropped the entire time. I was it? loved this movie. Loved this movie. Um, and I haven't heard any text. I haven't heard any drops. I haven't heard anything about this movie. So I am like really going, oh, what, what does everyone think about this movie? So before we start, what are your thoughts? So before I even go in, did Lee watch this? I don't know. Okay. I don't know either. But it's a, it's, a, it's a true story. I do know that. Okay. It's a true story. We're positive yeah. that this is a true story. Yeah, so the there, are some, of the t- there are some parts of this movie that feel over-exaggerated. That's what I thought, too. But the beginning part, it says this is a true story. I understand. The end of the movie, they go into all of the background of what happened back in 1981. Right. Um. And apparently you can look this guy up and hear the whole thing and watch the whole thing. I actually, might, I actually might do that. If he, if he has like a book or a sit-down interview, I actually might go and uh, check that out. So normally, man versus nature films, for me, I enjoy. I think the bar has been set incredibly high by something like Castaway or I Am Legend. So, mm-hmm. th- but this to me, this is a fine film. I have not a whole lot of problems with it, except for what I just mentioned, that certain parts of it feel kind of over-exaggerated, and I'm sure we're going to get into it right now. Um, I only watched it the once, so my memory is a little bit, eh, um, about when certain things happened, when they didn't happen. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe... <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe so- is not a bad actor. I'm not going to say anything. He's just not the best. I would not have chosen him for this role. Um, I think he's a little bit too comedic 
for something like this. I think they could have gone with somebody a little bit more serious and it would have done it would have done the role a little bit more justice. Even if you flip the roles of his buddy there who went back to look for him, even if you had him play the character that gets lost in, in the jungle, I yeah. think that would have worked a lot better than the way that it was here. So that's that's what I'll say about that. But aside from that, um, yeah, he's Daniel Radcliffe. He's OK. Um, the last thing I saw Daniel Radcliffe in was a movie that Lee wanted to watch called Guns of Kimbo. My God, if you've never seen Guns of Kimbo, <coughs> don't watch it. It's <laughs> OK, I won't. So, so, so when I first heard about this, I saw that it was Daniel Radcliffe. I was like, ah, Harry Potter. Like. I like I'm a fan of the Harry Potter films. I love all the the movies. I think the 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 story is fantastic. But to see him, for me to see him in this role, to see how he did with the accent, to see how he went on, I thought I don't think it was the best. I agree with you. I think someone else could be. But I and think you, overall his acting up, was decent for the whole film. You brought up one of the things that I had a problem with was he was clearly in and out of his accent throughout this film. Like there were certain yes. parts where it was really thick, then it was really light, then it was just non-existent, and I was like, "What is he doing?" So if you look it up, there's a book called "Jungle: A Harrowing True Story of Survival in Something, the Jungle or something like that," and it's a book by Yosei Ginsberg, who is the character that yes is played by. So this is a true story. Um, cause I was actually it was my parents that recommended the film to me, and oh, wow. I'm surprised that my mom. Like, this is not a movie that she usually watch. Like, I'm, like, surprised that she watched this. And my talk to my dad, he goes, yeah, I was, I was like, there's some stuff in this. I was like, that did not happen. At the very end, he's like, I realized it was a true story. And I was like, oh, wow, that changed. And going into it, knowing that this was a true story, I was, ex so the way that it was explained to me, I thought <clears throat> that Daniel Radcliffe's character was the one that made it out, and he went back to save his friend, Kevin. Right. Um, but it was the other way around. And for me, what really got me with this movie was the, the crap that this guy goes through for 20 days in the jungle. Yeah. It is beyond, this guy must have gone through like years of counseling <laughs> when he was done. Um, I thought the storyline in this movie was... Fantastic! I thought the scenery in this movie was amazing. 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 It was amazing. It was fantastic. Yes, <laughs> they did a really good job with the cinematography in this movie. I'm not taking away from that at all. It was fantastic. Right. The way, I it, wherever they filmed, where whatever part of South America they were in to get a lot of these shots, it worked. It looks beautiful. It's yep. a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, I think everyone's acting was on par. I think Daniel Radcliffe's could have done a little bit better, but I think they used him just because of his name. I think they use him. I think they use him because of his name. I also think, and this is glim, but I also think they use him because he's on the scrawny side. So if they yeah. wanted to have somebody to look emaciated, like naturally emaciated by the end of this movie, that works. So right. that I, 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 I forgive it for that reason and that reason alone. To go back about something about this didn't happen. So when he find when they get separated and he's in the rapids and he's underwater and he slams his head on a rock, mm -hmm. you're dead. I don't care. Not always, I, dude. He slams his head yeah. on a. You're out cold. Like like that. The way that he hit his noggin on that rock underwater right. and the blood is going everywhere is like. 
Number one, you come out of the water, where's the blood? Number two, this happened to you underwater. The chances of you surviving something like that, to me, are very, very low. That's, that's one of the things that I'm like, eh. eh. The, 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 the way they portrayed him hitting the rock, I think, that they, they, I think they could have just used some artistic freedom with that. That's I what could I mean. Have just, I think he could have been in the river. I think he could have hit it. I think through telling a story, I did hit my head on a rock. Yes. I, I think they just brought it too far with that particular scene. They, over, they over-exaggerated what... I think they over-exaggerated what actually happened to him. Or In that one part. Or this guy, Josiah... You, you saw Yossi. What, Yossi, or Yossi. he's over exaggerating his own story. Which, uh, from his perspective, though, I don't know. All you could be saying was, I was in the rapids and I bashed my head against a rock. I guess that could be taken a bunch of different ways. You know? I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, either way, what happens to this what guy? What happens? Yes, you're you're absolutely right. You're is absolutely by right. far one of the crazy. When I watched this movie, I was like, this movie. Uh, I, I I sat there and I was like, ugh. I've never actually watched a movie and been like, I can't. Like, there is a couple of scenes where I'm like, I can't handle. It. Like, no. Like, that's horrible. Like, that's awful. Like, there is a line in this movie, <clears throat> and we will get to it. But there is a line in this movie where it is three words, and it goes, great, it moves. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. and then it happens. I'm like, that's, the, it's, it's, it's gross. But, <clears throat> and the scene that to, you're talking about, that is believable. That, I believe, can happen. I've heard stories of that happening. So have I. So, and, uh, huh. Again, I like the movie, but there's also a part of this movie where you find out that he's, what, a year or two at most removed from just leaving home and going on a massive adventure. And I'm just expected to believe that this guy has enough knowledge to survive in the jungle for 20 days. Well, he doesn't have enough knowledge. He, That's exactly. That's the point. He doesn't have enough knowledge to survive this. So I'm just like, eh. So I, I'm, I'm at a crossroad. I don't know if it's him taking liberties or if it's the movie taking the liberties. I think it's the movie because I'd have to read. There's a bunch of books that he's apparently. Sure. There's Lost in the Jungle. There's Jungle. There's Heart of the Amazon. All these books by him. Um, so, and, and apparently now he is a motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, which, I'm reading that now. Which... Good for him. I mean, when you go through something like that, yeah, I hope you're motivational. I just, I just survived three weeks in the jungle. Uh, I'm sure you can survive whatever go, whatever's going on in your life. Like, <laughs> um, but I mean, so oh, okay. Over- so so I'm reading I'm reading up on his article right now. And again, I I usually don't do these things unless um unless the claims are cited, which they are. So evidently, when he was 18, he joined the Israeli Navy as part of a mandatory military service and served three years, and he was stationed at the Red Sea. So he has military training. They should have said that in the movie. That would have been nice to know. They should have. They, okay, so that makes a little bit more sense. So if you, if you, especially naval training, if you have, yeah, if you have military training and you, you know, learned um, 
how to survive in harsh environments and you have, you know, uh, uh, knowledge of, well, more than basic knowledge of first aid, then, yeah, I guess you could, I guess you would be more than equipped to survive um, this kind of thing. Yeah, they but should, from what this I've is, heard from this a is lot something of people, that, though, this is This is something that should have been in the film. What I've heard from a lot of people, though, and just watching a lot of movies and hearing a lot of stories, not firsthand, because I don't know anybody who's actually survived being in a jungle or gone to a jungle, but from whatever I think I've heard is surviving the jungle is drastically different than surviving any other place on earth. I believe it. Like, because everything in the jungle can kill you. <laughs> everything in the jungle can kill you. Everything in the jungle can kill you. It's insane. Everything. It's, it's crazy. Um, I went camping once and we were up in the white mountains for a week. When I got home, my foot was just becoming very raw. I can't imagine walking around like that for days upon days upon days. Oh my gosh. Like like and and it got to the point where, you know, an infection did set in and I, you know, yeah, oh went, yeah. went antibiotics the whole thing. I can't imagine me walking around with a rock and not having that treated. The pain must have been unbearable. Even if the movie takes liberties and it was not as bad as the movie portrays, even if it was 50% of what the movie showed, it oh, yeah, still, still would have been unbearable. It must have been for, incredibly painful. My God. For both characters. For both characters. Yeah. Yeah. But especially, so. especially Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> like, that must have been insane. Like, peeling off your sock and you can just, like, ooh. And that's, I think that's the part that, like... Like the, if you're to take the storyline to this movie, it's mediocre compared to other movies out there. But when you take what happened to him and then you combine that with, this is a real life story. It actually happened to somebody and you go, oh my gosh. I think that's the part for me that blew my mind. It's like, I I couldn't even imagine, could not even imagine what it would be like to survive something like this. Like, I can't even like begin to think about it. Um, he did a lot of brilliant stuff in the movie, um, but let's quickly get into it. So it starts off where he's, you know, they're in the, they're overlooking the Bolivian. I think it's the Bolivian jungle. Um, but he's in the back of a truck on a mountainside. Um, and then you, you see him traveling through South America. He's on this boat and this other guy's on a dock and he needs to get put onto the dock. And he tells the guy driving the boat to go back and pick up and you meet Marcus. So now you have Yossi and Marcus are friends. And then it just goes through the scenery of South America. You see the mountains. You see the jungle. It's fantastic. It's gorgeous. Then, Yeah. Then they're in this like little island area where it's almost like a gypsy campground. Just all these people are hanging out. You get introduced to Kevin, who's a photographer. Um, they're in they're in bars. They're talking about things. They're all becoming great friends. And this is the part where they ask where Yosei comes from. He says, "I was I was up in Alaska. Then I was in New York. Then I was in Vegas. I lost everything, and now I'm here." That would have been the time to say I did three years in the Israeli army. That would absolutely. Fit. Just the one line. I did three years in the, mil- in the Israeli army. Then these things happened, and now I'm here. Yes. 
Um, then you see this big green thing, and it's called San Pedro. It's an hallucinogen. <laughs> um, <laughs> that he meets because yeah. this girl Amy that a uh, me or Amy that he meets, um, which they meet for like ten seconds. <clears throat> Great. Um, she gives him this hallucinogen, and he goes on this trip. Yeah. What? <laughs> so, okay. <sighs> Weird trip. I don't Weird know. Weird trip. Listen, listen, I don't know much about San Pedro, but I know a little bit about some hallucinogens. I'm not an angel. <laughs> the trips usually aren't like this. No. Not this vivid. Not this visual. They're usually more of a mental thing. They're usually more of glimpses when it comes to visual, but nothing. I've never experienced, and, and I haven't done any hallucinogenesis since my early 20s, but nothing ever like this now. Again, San Pedro must be something completely different. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining it might be a lot stronger than anything that, you know, you can just get. But still, it's it's okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, I've done. I, I, I have a I have a few stories of back in my day and I used to do stuff like that. And <clears throat> I had one day where I was just all it was, it was as a, at a friend's apartment. And we were just gone. Yeah, of all course. Day. Yep been there and you know how like you know how like this is just this is my one of my one of my stories you know how like your ceiling well like the the popcorn ceiling yes there's little spots on it versus being painted smooth we're in his apartment and all of a sudden the little popcorn spots on the ceiling started becoming the big spikes in the cave and i like started freaking out because it was just crazy um we were outside for a cigarette. I used to smoke. We were outside for a cigarette. I saw trees in the background start dancing. I saw bricks on the house start shifting places. Yeah. Um, I was playing PlayStation, and this is the funniest part. I was playing PlayStation, and I'm on the couch, and I'm, 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 we're playing, I don't know, NHL 95 or something like that. And from my shoulder to my elbow, visually disappeared. I could not see this chunk of my arm, but I could control the controller of the PlayStation. And I'm talking to my friend and I'm like, bro, from my elbow to my hand, it's not connected at all to my body, but I can control it with my body. It was the craziest experience I've ever had when it came to something like that. And I was like, this is trippy. It was so, but to, but it was one of those things where it was, the the hallucination happens where it just takes something small that's going on in real life and, and it, just it makes it even with bigger. It, yeah, exactly. It makes it even right. bigger. You're like you're, I don't know. I I usually have a problem with movies like this when I see you know them depicting a lot of drug use, especially hallucinog- hallucinogens, and it's like it's not like that. Like you can you can totally tell that whoever directed this movie has never done a hallucinogen in his life. Right. So that that's, I mean, visually that's, it was cool, but it was probably just visually it's amazing. Visually yeah, it it's was, fantastic, and I understand what they were going for. I completely right. I completely get it. Um, the, the 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 thing is, uh, the way that the way that she's off in the woods and she's shifting around, fine. But 
space becoming a massive thing this random giant blue butterfly that comes out of nowhere and gets in between them the orgasmic it, explosion or visualization that's happening in the back <laughs> none of that the, them in the blanket with the fire like behind them oh my that's you what know. i mean that's that's what i mean yeah. they have the blanket and they're getting busy and then all of a sudden you have the explosion like visually and it's like yeah sure yeah. okay I, yeah. I get what they're doing here fine um but for the most part like again the cinematography and something like this is amazing it's fantastic like i was blown away with some of the shots in this film um so you get some flashbacks of you know time with his father um he's telling his dad he's gonna go and she's gonna go traveling and his father has a hard time with it yeah um you know then it flips over to the their parade in the streets, which you see a lot of, in in a lot of you know movies that take place in South America. Right. Then enter Carl. Carl is this guide who wants to bring the three of these guys. Well, he's talking to Yose, and he wants to bring him to see basically an Indian village, a native village out in the middle of the jungle. And it takes a few days to get there. We'll have these stops. It's great. He's talking to a friend of, you know, he's telling him to bring his two friends. The crazy part is at the end of the movie, it actually just talks about so this guy. So can we wait? Can we wait he's on that done? one? Sure. Because I have a theory. Really? I have a theory. Ooh. Can't wait to hear the theory. I have a theory about this guy. So Do you want to just talk about it now? All right. Yeah, fine. Okay. So go ahead. Say, say what you were going to say. So at the end of the film, it says that one, him and his friend Marcus, who we've already been introduced, you know, you never hear of them again. And But he says that this guy has randomly brought people in the jungle multiple times. Right. But they don't know why. So. I think, I before you give your theory, I think that he is a psychopath <laughs> who randomly brings people out there just to like, Whack him and then go do it again. I don't. Okay. I don't think that's the case at all. Could be. You could be right. It could be. Here's what I think happened. So this guy and, and their buddy Marcus, they're never heard from again, right? Right. They're both dead. Oh, yeah. Like clearly, clearly the jungle killed them both. No problems. Why he's bringing people out into the jungle they also they also show a little thing in here about how they're looking for this uh, native tribe and no one's ever found them. They're not even sure that this tribe exists, right? This guy, what's his name? The Carl. Guy? Huh? Carl. Carl. I think Carl had a suspicion that a tribe like this existed, but he wasn't about to make that truck alone. So he keeps bringing people out there so to help So he keeps bringing, exactly. So he keeps bringing people to help. He's not, like, it would be foolish. Even if you're experienced, it would be foolish for you to, to make a alone. journey like this into the jungle by yourself. Now, he comes off in the movie, and maybe he does, and maybe he was like this in real life. He comes off as completely capable and completely sure of himself. It's a facade. He has no idea oh, yeah. what he's doing. He's clearly afraid of water. He's not going to do this by himself. There's no way, there's no way for him to do this by himself. 
And maybe he was just, hey, you know what? I know about this tribe out there. They're there. I was there. I'll take you to see them. He just wanted help. Now, right. whatever happens at whatever. But I, that's what I think was going on. I don't think it was a psychopath just bringing people out there and whacking them. I like your theory better. So that's my, that's my theory about what was actually going on here. Nope, I like your theory better. Cool. Um, yeah, because it does make sense because they say they don't know why he's doing it. Well, so that I mean, any theory is a theory right now, but I like your theory the best because it just makes sense as to why he keeps doing it. Exactly. Because he doesn't, he doesn't come off as a killer, which is no. why I was, that was my first thought. I was like, okay, he's just playing it off really, really well. See, but when I first went right. into this he movie, he is afraid of I water. Was, he is like, I was convinced just like you. I'm like, is this going to become a thriller? Like, is this guy like, uh, have you ever seen that movie with, um, with Ice T? And he's like the homeless old veteran and they, they bring him out into the woods and they basically try to hunt him and Ice-T just ends up killing everybody. I have not seen that. I've seen movies like that. What is like the, the Pest. Anyways, but there's, there's a movie like that. Ice-T's a homeless man, but he's like an old army vet who absolutely knows what he's doing better than anybody else. And he gets yeah. brought out to, into the middle of the woods by these people who offer him, hey, listen, we're going to bring you out. We're going to, you know, hook you up with some food, hook you up with a place to stay. We just need a little bit of work done. And then as soon as he's done eating, it's like, OK, you got a day to run and we're going to hunt you. And one by one, Ice-T just completely kills everybody who's hunting him down. Like, that's what this guy reminded me of. Like, this guy's like, yes. that's what I first thought. I'm like, this guy's going to bring these three kids out into the woods and the whole movie's going to be about them running from this guy. But nope, I was wrong. That was my first thought too. But then, you know, even their two, even Kevin and Marcus thought the same thing because Yose goes to him and is like, you guys need to cancel your flights home. We need to go do this. And they're like, no, this guy's <laughs> out of his mind. Like, they should have just gone with their gut instinct. Ten, um, ten, ten minutes later, Marcus is calling him Papa. <laughs> <laughs> right and carl's carl's you know making it sound all glamorous by talking about getting his fo- getting kevin's photos into national geographic yeah um and he sells them he has a great job selling them on this trip yes um so off they go they <laughs> they pack their bags for the journey um th- there's a line that yose says you know, you can't get lost or starve in the jungle. Like, this is a line in this movie. You can't get lost or starved in the jungle. Yeah. Or you can't get lost or starve in the jungle. Of course you can. Great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, bring on the rest of the movie. <laughs> um, little token throughout the whole film is this little booklet that his uncle gave him. That there's a strip behind it that his uncle had. He had it for good luck. They didn't believe that it was for good luck, but his uncle gave it to him. And then two days after his uncle passed with the book, he then passes away. So they're like, bring the book with you. Yeah. Um, then you see, you know, again, another shot. They're in this small plane. They're flying through the mountains. And again, another beautiful shot. Yeah. I, I wrote this in my note a bunch of times. The, the scenery shots, the cinematography, the scenery was just fantastic in this film. I haven't seen Remnant yet, but I heard that that was also a movie that's very much like that as well, if, too. Listen, listen. I've told you to watch Revenant. I should. You need to watch that movie. If you appreciate this for the cinematography and the shots that they're able to accomplish, you'll appreciate The Revenant. Um, 
all natural lighting. I heard that. All natural no. lighting. It is amazing. It is amazing. I have to give it a shot. I will have to give it a shot. This is a pretty intense because scene with a bear. That was in the previews. They start showing it. In oh the yeah. Previews. Okay. But I don't. You don't see the whole thing. No. Um, but again, that's another movie too, where you've also in, not just for the 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 cinematography, but for the for the Leonardo DiCaprio aspect as well too. Not even. Not even because the movie isn't. The movie is not dialogue heavy. The movie is so, not. The movie is not dialogue heavy, nor is it story driven it is very much man versus nature okay so i'll have to watch i would it put it but i would DiCaprio put it, did a good job at it though, though oh right of course i would okay. put it i would put it in the same league with this i would put it in the same league with um probably closer to probably probably closer to castaway than i would i imagine okay. but it's the, 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 they're in the same yeah, I Am Legend wasn't heavy dialogue, but there was still enough that it wasn't just him the whole time. You're right, yeah. So, um, let me see here. Oh, so now you see them actually enter the jungle. Sure. And now it begins. Yeah. So the first night they're on the fire, they're talking about stories of the jungle. Um, Marcus is in his little bug tent and then throws a fit. Because something just attacked him, a, a moth. and they all laugh because it was just just this giant moth. It's a moth. <laughs> it was a big moth. It was though. a big moth. I'm sorry. If you were sleeping at, if you were sleeping and you couldn't see, and then that thing landed on you, no, you're right. I would probably freak out too. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Listen, this thing was massive. I'm 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 a I'm a city boy through and through. So I don't do nature. I don't do bugs. I don't do any of it, but if this thing, I'm, I'm, I, you're right. I would freak out. Yeah, see, I'm suburban. I'm not city. I, I, I like the suburbs. I like the country. Like I live now. Um, but I don't like bugs. I don't like big bugs. <laughs> Neither do I. You know. And then they do the shot where they like at one point in this film where they show, um, ants. Then they show a giant spider. Yeah. Then they show a snake. And then they show a scorpion. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all set. Uh, if somebody said, hey, hey, that, like, in, like next spring or whenever, do you want to take a trip to the jungle? I'd be like, no. Now I'm all set. I'll fly over it and sure. I'll see it. Sure. But that's about it. That's like, about I, it. No, that's I'm about good. it. Like I've told. <laughs> I've heard so many horror stories of the jungle. Yeah. Like, I've, uh, like the extent of my cityness. Like I, I've, I've told you and Lee that there's a good, there's a good chance that uh, I might be moving pretty soon. And I'm going to move to a more <clears throat> suburban rural area than I'm in now. I'm almost confident that 90% of my time is going to be spent indoors. <laughs> like, I'm not. I, nah. Yep. Yep. That's fantastic. The, last, yeah. time, the last time I was up at Lee's is when we went to go see uh, Dr. Strange. And he was out in his front yard and we were doing something and I was helping him out. And there were just all these bugs around me. And I was like, this is not for me. And he's just happy with it. He's just like letting him eat them. He didn't care what I, he wasn't trying to whack him or swat him away. And I was like, this is not working. This nope. ain't working for yeah, me. Yeah, but Lee is a different character, though. All, all on the, I love the guy to death. That's an understatement. Still. That's an. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the understatement of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So they're anyways. in the jungle now, finally. And this giant moth tries to uh, kill Marcus. <laughs> he freaks out. <laughs> then they're all walking, and it's like bright and sunny out, and Carl predicts rain. So, and then it starts to pour out, and they're trying to figure out that this guy actually knows what he's talking about, but then he doesn't know what he's talking about. So, I, I think he's, he's been in the area enough that he can tell when it's going to rain, but that's about it. That, that's about well, it. See, and he can, he can hack at bushes with a machete. Other than I, will, that, I, I will say this in his defense. We're in the Northeast. June, July, we know when it's going to rain. You know what I mean? Yeah. We know know when we can feel it in the air. It gets really muggy. The humidity goes through the roof and every we 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 can feel it coming. We know what's gonna happen. Like it's gonna downpour any minute now. And it could be in same conditions. It could be sunny and then all of a sudden, boom. Like we can kind of see that coming. So in his defense, being in the area, I'm pretty sure that he can feel it a little bit better than these kids would be able to know so i'll 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 give them that right and then they do a cool thing they're actually drying their socks over a fire and they're talking uh and there's talk of real food the next day they're gonna hunt they're gonna get real food um yeah so that went by really fast then there's you know they're they're, they just see them continuing to walk through the jungle um marcus is getting tired this is the beginning of his feet starting to hurt um then they lose Carl for a moment. They all start freaking out. Um, they are not used to what's going on. Nope. Then they hear a rustling in the, tr- in the leaves. <laughs> and they're like, what the heck is that? And then this native guy in this giant cow thing come walking through. I don't know what it is. Where does this guy live? I, in, the, like, in the jungle. In, he lives out. But, he must live close. He must live close. Just random dude in the jungle with a cow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> with a big hump random on its back. With a giant growth on its back. Okay. Which later on, which we see later on in the movie during a flash, during a dream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, never mind. They, they actually do enter a small village here. <clears throat> yes. They find Carl. They enter a small village. Um, this is kind of funny. It's, bath time for them so they're all in the river together taking a bath and then the entire village is watching them well the women you know yeah all the women are watching all the women are looking whistling yeah i think that's a little outrageous (laughs) one even if it was just you know like if it was you me and lee out doing these things i don't think i'd be out in the middle of the river just stark naked just (laughs) bathing with the two of you um, I would still take turns, and then two, you know, <laughs> these women are like, I've never I seen that. I don't, I don't, I don't ever in my life see me getting that friendly with another guy to bathe right next to him. That's never oh, going to no. be in the cars for me. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. Like even through high school, like if we did, like even at the gym, when I go to the gym to work out. Like I'll drive, I'll, I'll, the gym's a mile from my house. I will drive home sweaty and shower at home before I, I get a shower at the gym. I don't blame you. <laughs> well, not just cause I don't want to, not cause I don't, I'm afraid to like be seen, 
But the nastiness of those showers. I know. Who knows what's growing on the floors of those showers. Oh, I'm yeah. All set. Yeah. All set. I know what you mean. Um, at this point, Marcus is starting to take care of his feet a little bit more. And then there's a line of people in this village that want to have their feet washed. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> well, I think I, they spent a... I'm, I'm wondering if he has some kind of medical training because it's almost like he's performing triage on these people. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. It was either that or he's just washing their feet or he was just giving them some like first aid. Ointment. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Um, but it doesn't go anywhere. I mean, no, I mean, they are just visiting this jungle. So they are just trying to help people. Out. I mean, this village, so they're helping them out and then they're moving on. So now they're back in the jungle and this is pretty cool. Yosei actually finds gold in the river. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that Carl did say is you, there is, there is a chance of finding gold out there and he does find gold, this little itty bitty piece of gold. And that's it. That's all he finds the whole time. Um, and then this part was really cool. They're up on the river bank and there's hundreds of these different color butterflies. And you see him just arms spread open in the midst of these butterflies. And Kevin takes a picture of this, of this moment. Yeah. What I want to know, Kevin survives. Actually his camera didn't, I was going to say if his camera survived, did they find his camera and then actually be able to develop these pictures for real? Cause that would be cool. That would be incredible. But I think his camera got destroyed in the rapids. Most likely. Yeah. Most and then likely. it happens. Oh boy. Carl see Carl sees a monkey oh boy. up in a tree, takes his gun, shoots the monkey. Monkey's not dead. Nope. So he takes the butt of the gun and yep. starts beating it in the <laughs> face. And they're all freaking out. They're like, no, just shoot it. She's like, well, I don't want to pump it full of lead. I want to eat it. Well, no, he actually says he makes a valid point. Don't waste a shot if you don't have to. Right. It's it's valid. It's not. Yep. <laughs> okay. But he beats the snot out of the face yes. of this monkey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and, and then he Barbecue. cooks it. He barbecues <laughs> this whole, you, all you see is the, this thing lay down. You hear the sound of a monkey screaming and you see the monkey's face like, ah, and it's just, and then he just, the, um, <laughs> the visual of this part where he just starts ripping chunks of the monkey off of the monkey. Yeah. And they're all sitting there watching him. And then Kevin takes a piece and he's like, it's actually not that bad. It tastes like chicken. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Listen. I mean, this isn't the grossest thing that's eaten in this movie either. No. It gets worse. Listen. It gets worse. Listen. If I'm in the jungle and monkey meat is the only thing on the menu... I'm eating it. I'm eating monkey meat. I don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just the visual of them. The like, visual just of it is. Limbs off is of this. Ridic- just- and then one of them, and I don't, I don't remember which one it was. I'm, I'm going to guess it's Carl. One of them actually decides that eat its brain. Yeah. Like reach into its skull, pull brain out. And yeah. <laughs> All sad. Daniel Radcliffe just rips off the arm and stuff. <laughs> Chewing it. This is amazing. This is amazing. The, the, I, again, the visuals of this movie are just fantastic. 
Um, poor, poor Marcus is going to be sick. <laughs> he is the baby of the group. If there's any vegetarians listening to us right now, I apologize. I don't know. If you're a vegetarian and you're lost in the jungle and the only thing that you have to eat I don't is know this monkey. I, I, man, I've known some vegetarians that have starved for days. Like they don't, I don't know, man. They're 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 going off and they're finding a leaf. I'm pretty this, sure there are vegetarians yeah, out there that would prefer to eat tree bark than eat this monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but half the trees and leaves in the jungle are all poisonous. True. You're gonna eat well, one leaf, and you're gonna die 20 minutes later. You yeah, have no I guess idea. so. I get, you're either gonna you're you're either gonna die or you're just gonna have a really bad time once it's done digest. Like you're gonna not have fun, but. Listen, yeah, vegetarians. I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyways, anyways, well, they, they, they're done uh, with dinner. <laughs> they're done with dinner. Marcus's feet are really hurting. Uh, you see him. You know, their his feet are ripped apart. They're bloody. You know, oh, he's being blamed for the party going too slow. The travel taking too slow. They should have been there by now. Um, he's afraid of losing the friendships. Like he starts like like he's <laughs> mentally breaking. Yeah. He's mentally um, breaking. And we're past the point where he's already either once or twice referred to this the, their their guide as Papa. As Papa. <laughs> what? Yeah. And they just met. They all just yeah. met. And you're They all like days later just Papa. days earlier just met. Yeah. There is there is actually a line where he says you have to keep your boys fed, Papa. Like what? Yep. Why? Now, Marcus and Kevin have been friends for a while, but they're the only two that have known each other for some time now. Yeah. The other, the rest of them just all met within the last week. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. I've known you now for a little over a year. Um, <laughs> don't, I won't be offended. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't call me Papa or, or vice versa. Like it's not happening. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's it's I'm not, not gonna, happening. I'm not calling you Papa, but I'm just Good. saying like, Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um, so now they're on a timeline because it's going to become rainy season soon and they need to get out of the jungle. Sure. So what's their plan? What's the easiest way? Down the river. Let's yeah. build a raft. Yes. They build the raft. They ask Carl, is it runnable? He's like, it's not easy. Um, they start doing it. Um, Yosei, Daniel Radcliffe's character gets stuck gets bit by a, a fire ant. Have you ever been bit by a fire ant? Yes. So to my understanding, I've been bit by a fire ant. I hear the, the ones down there are like worse. I, I would imagine. I would, I, I, I don't know. I could, I, I, I've never been bit by a South American fire ant. If that's, if that's no. what you're asking. Like, Ugh. Eesh. I mean the one that I mean the one ones plural that did bite me ripped my arm to shreds like it was not fun. Oh yeah, it hurt. Yeah, and <laughs> this the way they portray the way this thing stings though it just looked painful. Yeah. Um. Well, he shoes it off, and then they get on the raft, and down the river they go. The it's cool how they actually you know carved out paddles for the the raft was actually pretty nice. Yes. They hit a little bit of rapids. They go down the rapids. Um, then Carl at this point, is they, having a conniption. Because he's terrified. He's terrified. He does, like, 
up until this point, he seems fairly confident. I, and that's my whole thing about him. Like when he's on foot and he's trucking his way through the jungle, I think he's pretty, I think he's fairly confident that he, he knows what he's doing. Water until this part, until the water comes. And right. they actually, and one and, of them actually makes a comment later on, like, oh, he probably can't swim. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin actually tells him, you know, I don't think he even says, did you see Carl during this whole thing? I, I don't think he can swim. Yeah. Um, and then this is when they decide to basically split up. The two of us are going to walk back, Carl and Marcus, and the two of us, Kevin and Yose, will take the will take the um the 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 raft downstream, downriver, and we'll all meet up. Well, no, they're going to go back to the other village, and we're going to go to this village down here because they went separate directions. Right. Um. So, I was half expecting the story to bounce between the two different groups of people, like these two and then these two and then these two and then these two. And each time the story shifted, it went in a different direction than I was expecting, which I appreciated. So do I. Um, So what I was thinking where right before they're about to split up, Carl goes off to hunt, I guess. And Daniel Radcliffe is out in the middle of the, you know, jungle looking for whatever. I'm still not entirely sure. And then all of a sudden you just hear a shot. And Carl, like, shoots something behind him, and he claims that it was a jaguar. Like, that was the point I was like, oh, here it is. Here's the big, you know, turn of events where they're going to start running for their lives from this nutcase. No. Like a Predators type yes. movie. Yeah. That's what it felt it, like. It did at first, too. And I was like, okay, what is, like, you don't see a jaguar. So no. what was he actually shooting at? Is this guy crazy? You know, no one really knows who this guy is. Nope. So I was expecting more buildup for the character of Carl, but we never got it, which, nope. whatever. But with the way that the, tur- that the movie turned, you don't need it. So it's no. fine. No, it's, it's perfect. Um, so two of them start walking back. Two of them go down the river. Now we follow Yose and Kevin. Yes. So it goes from four to two. So now it's Yose and Kevin. They're on the rap. They're down the river. They go through their first set of rapids. They do a great job. You know, they're having conversation. What day is it? I think it's December first. You know, will we make it home for Christmas? Um, you know, Yose. You know, start getting tired. Take a nap. Let's stop. But let's stop. About there's about an hour of daylight left. Um, let's stop right before the canyon for the night, um, and then we'll attack the the big rapids the next morning. Basically, yeah. Well. They did not realize how close to the canyon they were. Here we go. So I so, did make mention before about this rapid and how he gets sucked into the, well, they, 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 they lose their raft. He gets sucked into the water. He whacks his head on a rock. There's blood going everywhere underwater. Regardless of how I feel about that scene, whether it was over embellished or not, the fact that he survived this journey downstream is ridiculous it's crazy it's insane so it does show that the human body can take quite a bit especially when there's when there's adrenaline yes um so i mean i have heard stories of people getting shot and still running after you 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 know that stuff can happen so but this is a this is a massive this is a massive head injury Right, like I'm, uh, I'm like if you're if you're underwater and it's and it's pulling you that hard that fast and you full force whack your head into a jagged rock 
and there's blood like just pouring out of you at that point. I'm thinking right. you're out cold, you're concussed. There's a whole lot of Something. other things that are going on, like instant. And uh, sh- I'm oh, guessing in real life, he probably just, you know, bumped his head on the rock, got yeah. cut, which was what the blood yeah. is. And for excitement, the movie just over embellished yes. a little bit. The, which, you know what? Whatever. It, it's, um, it's, it is whatever. The, 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 the important thing isn't... Uh, let me be clear. The important thing here isn't how hard he hit his head. The important thing here is that he survived. <laughs> he survived, period. Like, that's right. amazing. That's amazing, right. regardless of how hard he hit his head. He, uh, kudos to this man. He, I, all the luck in the world must have been on his side for this alone. I mean, right. This so, was, it was, wow. So, so now he's traveling around, and then all of a sudden he sees one of the bags that was on his raft floating down the river. So he goes after it and jumps back in the river <laughs> to, gra- to grab, okay. I think I um, would too. I would question it. I would it risk it. I would try to find a way of getting it without going into the river, especially after what he just went through. The the river, the current is strong enough that the bag is probably not going to be there for very much longer. It's probably going to be taken away somewhere else. He's going to lose sight of it. I understand this. So And he did jump into a little cove area yeah, where the current he, wasn't as I, bad. I, so I, would, I would not. I think... If I was in the situation, and I'm not the strongest swimmer in the world, like I, I would have been, I would have been dead in the rapids. Like that would have been the end of me. Oh yeah. So, but me too. The, the fact that I would, but even if I did manage to survive, I would have been like, well, you know what? The bag is my survival. Like I got gear in there, I got you know weapons or or you know tools in there that I could use. It's gonna help me survive this. I need that. Like at that point, that's like a life thing. <laughs> so I would, I, right. I would, I would, I would risk it. And then, right. okay, so then he finds some speed. He, he yeah, he, he, he has speed in his bag. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> he just starts running. Yeah, so, yeah, he starts running. He's searching for Kevin. He's climbing up the mountainside. You know, there's more scenery. And then now we're brought to day six of this whole, day six since they've entered the jungle. Um, day one of him by himself. Yeah. Um, I wrote down snake or fruit. He's a man of action. So he's climbing this tree to grab this apple or something off of this tree. And up in the tree is a snake, a snake. One that I'm guessing if he bit you would, you die. You would die. Because everything in the jungle kills you. (laughs) So he, he jumps down and then he gets back up. He's like, I'm a man of action. So he jumps down, grabs the snake, throws it, jumps back down out of the tree Gets a giant rock and bashes the head of the snake in. Do you believe this happened? All so he could get it. I do. I believe that would have happened. That's doable. I don't think the snake was ready for it. I think it could have happened. I mean, it's psychotic. I question this. I question whether or not he ripped the snake out of this tree and bashed its head in. Without being bit. I don't know. I think it's so, okay. quick Let, enough. Let's, let's, and let's, it, let's, look, let's, look at the, let's look at the scenario here. He whacked his head on a rock, so he's disorientated, and he somehow manages to have his wits enough about him to grab a snake and throw it to the ground and bash his head in before it has a chance to bite him. 
Well, there's a lot in this eh. movie that happens that I question that same thing. Eh. I eh. this eh. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. Like, okay. Snake in the tree. Snake on the ground sleeping, not suspecting that it's being snuck up on. I would be perfectly fine with that. Snake in the tree that opened its mouth at him. Knows he's there. <laughs> I'm, I, you know what? I'm going to run with it. Yep. Could have happened. Unless this is one of those stories where you ever heard those, you know, there's like, this is a true story. And then you hear about the writer and the writer made everything <laughs> up. Um, no, it see, would be. A, <laughs> I don't think I don't think they made everything up. I just think they over embellish certain things. And this is one of them. I don't buy that. He climbed this tree and dr- I'm a man of action and grabbed a snake out and threw it to the ground. <laughs> I, I don't know. He did. Man. Or he saw the snake. I, the snake never I saw him. I think that makes a little bit more sense. He saw the snake and snuck up on it and then killed it. Killed it. Which, yeah. But let's, let's just give it more. That's more believable than, yeah. than I'm going to climb this tree now. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, okay, you know what? I'm done. So then he, he finds this, like, root of a tree which it seems like it's the same root every time he goes to bed but whatever um and he's dreaming of having a meal at a fast food joint yep with this giant cow yep and every time that he has a dream he's back no in the movie he's you know all bearded up he's older in the flashbacks he's clean shaven very harry potter Mm -hmm. um and at this point in time, it comes. Can we? Ju- can I just? Can I also mention? And maybe this is where my mind goes. Another thing that's completely unbelievable about this dream: there's no way a woman this attractive works in a fast food restaurant. Oh no! <laughs> well, that's why it's a dream. And the fact that you know—is it the same dream where she's when he wakes up to it raining on his face because she's pouring wine all over yep. his face? No, no, no. That comes yeah. that comes later when that's he's later in, the, on. in the hotel. But that's the same girl that he met at the. It's Amy, the one that he met. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the yeah. Okay. Um, so he's dreaming about her. Um. And the jungle is okay. Very, very loud at night. Oh yeah, very loud. Yeah, it's stupid loud. I wouldn't. I. Do you, I don't think I, I would be sleep. able to sleep. No. Why does he? How come up. he doesn't light a fire? Well, there was smoke. Okay. I think he did. Okay. I think he did. We okay. just didn't see it. Okay. Um. Because he wakes up with the flashlight, and I'm just like, fire. I would light a fire. Made sense. Yep. I would light a fire. I would too. I love that. I, would, I, would, I do like that Daniel Radcliffe is able to pull off terrified though. He looks, he's, he's, oh, he's, he's able to pull that off really well. He's petrified in this movie. Yes. Which I, I would be, I, I would be more than petrified in this movie. Um, he then continues on his journey and he's at the same time still searching for Kevin. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he's on a rock. Yeah. And there's this big lump on his forehead. Yep. And he takes out the shiny part of like a pot that he has with him, like a metal pot. Yes, he does. And he pushes it and he says, great, it moves. Because it did move. And then it's, right. And then it just, and then he just keeps going. 
It just that's all he says. It, it, it doesn't go anywhere else. No, at that no, point in time. no. It goes somewhere. Not yet. Not yet. He just keeps traveling. Okay. Then he wakes up to. Then he wakes up to. He thinks he he hears someone calling his name. He thinks it's first it's Kevin. Then he sees. Then he thinks it's Marcus. Yep. Then he sees Marcus with the flashlight. Then no one's there. Then he actually hears a jaguar. Then he takes a lighter and Zippo, a big can of Zippo fluid. Yeah. And he flame throws the jaguar. Mm-hmm. So. Go ahead. Yep. Exactly. Then his head is really hurting him and he takes a pair of tweezers and he cuts open the wound and as he cuts open the wound you see this thing slither through the little cut inside of it and he tries to take it out with the tweezers but he can't. So then he digs his fingers into it and pulls out this like five inch worm and throws it into That's that is believable. I believe this happened. And it was the most disgusting part of the entire I I was and then he's squeezing the rest of the blood out. It was so the blood and the pus and just how black it is. It was so it must have hurt. It must have killed. I no. (laughs) He just says no. No. No, I would have passed out. I would have passed out. Something no. It's it's horrible. It's like what would you do? What bad. would you do if you pulled a living creature out of your skin? I, you got to get it out. I mean, you can't leave I, it in there. You can't just say, oh, "Well, yeah. I have a worm in my head now. I guess I'll just leave it there." Like you have to do something about it at that point. Like when he's on well, the like when he's on the rock and he touches it and you actually see it slither under his skin. Like that would have been the moment where it's like, well, I guess I have to pull this thing out of me now. Yeah, I wouldn't have left it there. Uh, I would not have gone that long. <laughs> Next to the river, I would have done something. Yeah, you got to do something about it at that point. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was fantastic. I, this this movie, I, this part of the movie was like, oh my god, like okay, all right. I thought so, it was gonna be like a bunch of bugs that were gonna come pouring out of this wound. I wasn't expecting a worm. But then I saw a worm and I was like, Ugh. and he just, and you can see his, like he's looking at it like up on his fort. You could see his eyes following it. And he's like getting queasy yeah. as he's pulling. No, nope, 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 nope. Fantastic. I don't get queasy at things <laughs> like that. I, I'm more looking at the way that uh, Daniel Rycliffe was actually able to pull this off. And kudos to him because it looked, he, yes, I think he, he did a fantastic, did a fantastic job with this. I, I really like this scene a lot. Um, going back a little bit, uh, the Zippo and the lighter and the, and the Jaguar. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I, I don't believe that that happened. Or I think what happened was he thought he saw a Jaguar and I think he thought he saw a Jaguar because realistically, well, what he he didn't see the last Jaguar. He heard, all he heard, all he was right. told was a story of it. So his mind's now playing tricks with him. That's what I think too. Realistically, if there was a Jaguar in that scenario, all you did He'd was piss dead. it off. Oh yeah. And there's no fire. There's nothing else around to protect you. 
it's coming back. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like you probably scared it away for a minute, but it's coming back and now you're food. That's why I'm saying and we, that's and we, a little. Okay. And we do see multiple times throughout this film where he, he hallucinates quite a few times, quite a few times. Like that's like the he, whole, that's, he saw Marcus. Yeah. Marcus wasn't there. Nope. He heard Kevin. Kevin wasn't there. You know, um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think th- I, this I, is the. I think a good chunk of 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 these experiences. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that he's lying. I'm not gonna say that. I, I am gonna say that I think it's a combination of him hallucinating, thinking that things happened that didn't, and maybe the filmmaker is just taking liberties and over overindulging on on certain things. That's right. what I think is happening through a, a good portion of this movie. It makes for a great film. It makes for, you know, really exciting and really compelling storytelling. And I have zero problem with that. The, the whole thing about this is a true story. Okay. Well, if we were to meet the guy and he told us the story, <sighs> we, we would have one of two choices. I would, Either you're lying or you're telling the truth. I, I would probably say the same thing. I would probably say, um, I think for the majority of this, your adrenaline is high. You were stressed out. You're on the verge it, of death does, throughout the majority of this film. I think you're hallucinating. Right, but it does show us, though, when he is hallucinating. Right, right. So he does recognize the times that he there's does a hallucinate. Difference, there's a difference between those two things, though. Like, seeing your friend who clearly isn't there, you can say, I was hallucinating in this moment. Manifesting a jaguar, you might not know. You... Because the thing disappeared. Exactly. So it may not have. That's what I'm saying. Is in his mind. In his though, mind. There, yeah. It was there. That's why I'm saying. He had I don't no, think. I'm, I wouldn't call him a liar. I would not call him a liar. I would just say no. I think uh, for a good chunk of this, you were hallucinating, and you were incredibly lucky. Right. That's so. That's yeah. But this scene with the worm is amazing. <laughs> oh, it's, I it's loved crazy. it. I loved it. It was that was one of the parts that was like the I love this movie now. Yeah, was yeah. this scene, um, and then this is the scene right after that. It shows all the it shows the spider and the ants and the scorpion and the snakes and just all the all the ways that the jungle wants to kill you. Then he comes across this tree that's cut down, and he thinks he may have found people, and he starts walking around, and he sees the, he sees these two what could only be chicken eggs or eggs of some sort, bird eggs on the ground. And he picks up these bird eggs and he cracks it open to try to drink the yolk and stuff like that. And he actually finds birds inside the eggs. Sure. And, 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 um, proceeds to rip them out of the eggs and just eat them. Eat them whole. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. And you can hear the bones crunching oh. as he's chewing. Oh my god. Oh, yummy. Oh, yummy. He eats both of them. Like, I don't know. Not gonna lie, I probably would too. If you're starving, I, I probably would too. <laughs> I would question it. <laughs> I'd open it up and go, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> okay. 
I I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think I would hesitate if I'm already at that point. Like I'm in <laughs> this place. This is this is this is it. Uh, with what he's been through so far, just kill he, me. Just let me die. Because it's like one setback. He comes across this abandoned village. I do like I the will the village. to live. I do, I do enjoy that. I do like the will to live message of this movie. I, so I think it's fantastic. Yeah. For me, though, I'd be like, shoot me. <sighs> just let me. After the hell that he's been through, basically. Yeah. No, yeah. Just, just, just shoot me. He comes across this abandoned village, which is obviously the village of the Indians that Carl was trying to find that could never find. We, uh, wow. That's a, <laughs> that's an idea. That's my thought around that. I, um, I, and then, I guess it makes sense. I guess it makes sense. Sure. Well, it's just a small, like, Five hut yeah. village, like it's not a big place, like it's in the middle of nowhere. I guess so. Um, literally. So he's at the. He pulls the map out. He's trying to figure out where to go. He's like, I made it here because he even points to the village that he made it to. And he goes, and I have to go here. And the the line is, it's a long way. No, it's not a long way for the luckiest man on earth. He can get there on these feet. And he time and he goes, it's time to dry. He was in his time to dry his feet. So he actually, this is oh. when he pulls his socks off. Oh my God. And you just see his feet are a bloody. They're a mess. They're a mess. Pussy mess. That's, it's gross. That's horrible. I couldn't imagine. I wouldn't make it. Nope. I would. I have a high tolerance for pain. Nope. I wouldn't make it. Nope. That would probably do me in. Everything else I would be fine with. Cutting my head open, pulling out a worm, I could do. Uh, eating birds out of an egg, I could do. Um, having no other option but to, you know, kill a snake, I, I could probably do that. Um, right. Dealing with that kind of pain on my feet while carrying on all that weight, I, I don't know. I don't right. know if I would. Back when I was about nine or ten years old, I had a planter's wart in my right pinky. And I had a little Swiss Army knife. And it took me all day. <laughs> Oh, but I no. literally cut the entire thing out oh. of my finger. And I had a giant hole inside my pinky. Oh. Like the the part right the, the bottom part of my pinky, but I cut the entire wart out. So I could understand, yeah, I could sit there and cut open a wound yeah. and take a worm out. Yeah, I you know it just goes numb after a while. Yeah. And I sat there for hours and yeah. just picked at this thing and cut it out. Uh, I took a spill. I took a spill on my bike when I was probably around like eight or nine, and I got a a massive gash in my in my knee, and it bled and bled and bled, and then it finally healed. And I realized, like maybe a year later, that there was a pebble still inside my knee, and I I had to cut it out. Yeah, I had to cut it out. I had to cut it out because it started it started to really really hurt. And when I cut it out, there was like, I don't know, I don't know what it was. But there was like growth around it that hurt just as bad cutting away. It was horrible. It oh, was bet. horrible. That was that at, was at least painful. it wasn't a worm. And it was like and much like your your story about your pinky, it took me half the day just to break skin. It was bad. Yeah. It hurt. It hurt. Yeah. 
Have you ever seen 127 hours? I was just about James to ask Franco? you this question. I have it pulled up right now because I was just I was gonna end it with asking you this. That's an amazing movie as well. I love that I, movie. Fantastic. Film. J- uh, uh, James Franco. Be is his best movie. It's by far. By far his best movie. His best I movie. could not agree yeah. with you more. Yeah, uh, that was a fantastic film. When you, you see him cutting off his arm with oh again, my just a little God. Swiss Army knife, like, like, uh Well, that whole thing was it's either cut my arm off or I die. Yeah, within so days. So it was right. Oh my god! And his arm, and his arm was already dead. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I just some of these, and I think that's why I appreciate what movies like this about that because that was a real life story too. Yes. That was a real story. Yes. Um, when I see movies and stories like this, it's like, it just, it shows the resilience of man. Yeah. It shows, it really does. you know, what we, like, we get so scared and, you know, like even, like, even like you and I, we're like, we're so used to the, the comforts of what we have around us <laughs> that, you know, I, I wouldn't last three weeks in the jungle. I wouldn't either. I'd last maybe by myself. I'd give myself, I, I, I would give myself, night. I would give myself a couple of days. I'll be really honest. I would give myself a couple of days. I wouldn't make a week before, yeah, before yeah. cause I a was, couple days cause I don't, if, I don't have a couple days. If you don't get eaten first. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> my point. Like I don't, I, there's so much that could happen and I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the experience to get me through something like that. So after a couple of days, I know what I would do. I would eat something and die. Like that's what I would do. I would be so hungry. Because you'd eat the wrong thing. I would eat the wrong thing. Eat I would the eat wrong the wrong thing, thing, thing or I would right. get bit or I would fall down and break something and just I'd be left for dead. Like that's, I, I know my, yep. you know, absolutely not. Absolutely not. The whole thing about 127 days, 127 hours that I really loved, that Unlike, I'm sorry, but unlike this, that is believable from beginning to end. I believe everything about 127 hours. I believe well, all yeah, of that happened. The craziest part is if he, the craziest part is if he just told his wife where he was going. Yeah. None of it would have happened. Yeah, you're right. He just up and up and left. I'm going. Which is a really dumb thing to do. I mean, if you're an adventurer like that. And you're going out. And you're going to the Grand Canyon. And you're Canyon. going to the Canyon. Or even if you're, you tell somebody, hey, I'm going to be here. If I don't come back, <laughs> come looking. Right. Uh, well, we're back in the jungle and he sees a footprint and he thinks it's Kevin's. Oh, man. He starts getting excited and then he sees it. He sees the two blue bird eggs yeah. that he ate and then he places his foot into the oh. footprint and realizes that he's been going in circles what a gut punch uh, what an absolute just, gut punch like he throws a, like he's he is he literally throws a temper tantrum like yeah. he's bashing his bag against the ground he's mad which i i would be pretty mad too well i would be mad for a couple of days i would be mad that i went in circles I would also be mad at myself for making such a stupid mistake. If he had just stuck to the river, that wouldn't have happened. 
Right, because he left the river. He left the river. He, he traveled lost. inland because, uh, yeah, it's a little bit safer, but there's also the risk of getting lost. So, I don't know. I'd be, I Thankfully, he went in a circle. Right. Because then he knew the way back to the river. That's the positive way to look at it. He, all he did was go in a circle. He could have been just going in a completely different direction and just gone. He could have just gone off. He could have. Just, he he could. For all he he knew, he could have been just marching deeper and deeper into the into the forest. Thank oh my God, gosh. he only went in a circle, and he knows where the river is. So right. I I think that's. But still, like even even to lose a day, going around in a circle. Or even even in the jungle to lose six hours going in a circle, ah oh, man, it'd be horrible. Yeah, it would be really bad. So then, a massive storm happens. He takes another nap inside the root of this tree again. I think it's the same root, same tree. And this is the dream where he has the dream of the girl Amy, mm-hmm. and you know she's basically you know. It's it's basically a, a, a an erotic dream that he's having, and she's undressing for him, and he's on the bed, and then she starts pouring two glasses of wine onto his face, and he wakes up to the jungle like basically just pouring on him. I love that. I love that before he's about to jump into bed with her, he's holding a chunk of meat and a cupcake, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's so hungry. <laughs> um. Imagine the dreams he must have, though. Yeah. Like, this guy, is his head's everywhere right now. Yeah. Like, I go through a bad day, and if I have weird dreams because of the day, this guy's having just one bad day after another. It's bad. Um, This is a... It then shows us a shot of the jungle after it rains. And again, I just... It's massive. You should see the river snaking through the jungle... You just see miles he was, of just okay, trees. Okay, so he goes to sleep in an area that's pretty set inland, away from the river, and he's he has the height advantage, so he he's being smart. But it's raining so bad that the river is starting to overflow, and he wakes up almost underwater. Like he yeah. takes one step and he's knee deep. It's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. That I believe. I wow. <sighs> Yeah. And here's the craziest part. The next shot is these two men actually find Kevin on the river on the riverbank. Yes, they do. And he's 120 miles from where they started. Yeah. Yeah. When they get later on the movie, when he starts going back after him, they're on that little boat for days. Yeah. For two or three days. They have traveling upstream. Easy. He floated. He somehow made it 120 miles downstream. Okay. I would love to know. We don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to know his story. I doubt he was in the water for 128 days. No, it wasn't 128 days. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, it I, was 120 miles. I'm sorry. I yeah. doubt he was in the water traveling downstream so do I. For, uh, for 120 miles. 
So do I. Uh, I just we just know that he was found. He was found. Miles he was found. So we don't know. And again, we don't know how he ended up down there because when we last saw him, he's on foot. Like he's and fine and, and and fine. Like he 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 the raft and the rock and he swims to shore and he's okay. And that's when Rycliffe gets carried away, right? And he's right. okay. So how did he go from that to being found floating? I would love to know that. We don't know. I would love to know right. that. They should make a movie of his story. Sure. Jungle 2. Yeah. I would be okay um, with that. Well, Kevin goes around this. He gets brought back to this little village. He, he, gets at, he starts asking for help. He does get help from one pilot who, for some reason, refuses to fly low enough to even find people. Of course. Um, <laughs> Yose, Yose hears the plane, um, but not in time. They, Kevin goes back to the village. Yosei is not happy. Um, Kevin continues to ask Ralph. He finds this guy who is like in charge of this military, this military guy. And the guy's like, it's been almost three weeks. Um, and he's like, no one's going to help him. He did not make it. Well, I, if I was Kevin, I'd be like, well, I made it. He's probably out there as well, too. If I made it, he could have made it. Um, but the guy's like, well, there's one guy who might help you. And it's this boatman, this guy who drives a boat. Um, so the guy at first is like, nope, but then they, they start doing it. Then here's the craziest. This is a crazy part too. Yose meets this native woman in the middle of the woods and she, mm-hmm. she, she doesn't speak a, 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 a single bit of English. Nope. He asks her. She just stares at him. Yep. She's emotional. She freaks out. Mm-hmm. They travel for two or three days together. Um, he touches her hand to make sure that she's real. Uh-huh. Um, they cuddle. You can see that they cuddle. <laughs> he's walking with a walking stick. And then you see that he's actually rubbing her shoulder. And this is like two and a half days later. Sure. He's rubbing his shoulder and then it cuts over and he's actually rubbing the leaves on the ground because yeah. she has been a hallucination for the last two and a half days. Yep. He has completely lost his mind. What? Yeah. What? I believe that too. Oh, oh, me this too. is absolutely believable. It leads, it, and it, leads like, it leads credence to everything else that I've said about this movie, about how there are certain things I do not believe happened. This is kind of my evidence for that. So when you say you don't believe it happened, you're not saying that the you're not saying that the that the director just said, you know what, we're gonna add this for filmography sake. I think you're the, I think that, the director over embellished on things like the bump on the noggin underwater. Right, but other, but like the let but like the Jaguar thing. I'm not saying it, that they, he's they're lying. Portraying I, his, I think he's been hallucinating was, for a long time. Right. That's what I. There's been a few things that he's just seeing. Yes, I, I and think he's that. just telling this is his kind story. Of, and this, right. this, this, it kind of culminates here, because I, right. I don't, I don't have firsthand experience with hallucinations, but I know people who have. And the one consistent thing, and it's, it's not just an all of a sudden thing. It ramps up. They start small, and they intensify and grow as further down. You know the, the the mental ladder you go. It's not right, and this was this was and this was the grandiose moment. Yes, this of, is the peak. I haven't seen a human being in two and a half weeks. Sure. I need something. Yeah, 
my mind just fabricated this whole thing. And the crazy part is, is she can't speak English. His brain went so far to the place that the hallucination couldn't even, he couldn't even understand his hallucination and she couldn't understand him. When you're, no, sorry. She could understand him because she was getting teary to the things he was saying, but he could not understand his hallucination. So when you're, that's crazy. It is. It's, it's absolutely insane. So my understanding is when you're dealing with any kind of psychosis like this, your brain isn't going to manifest something that you're immediately going to know is fake. So if he just right. randomly came across, you know, um, hot blonde that was working <laughs> in the fast food restaurant out in the middle of a jungle, that would be way too much. But this native that lost her tribe and needs help, like, yeah, that's totally believable. That's totally believable. His his own mind is you know playing all kinds of tricks on him. That I I one hundred percent believe, one hundred percent. Which is even more kudos towards this man for surviving this. Was not only are you surviving in the jungle where you have very limited experience and you're hungry, you're emaciated, you are stressed, you are hurt and injured. Now you're throwing full-on psychosis on top of this, and you still survived? Wow. Right. I give him all the credit in the world. Just This guy, he must have had counseling for years. Years. After years. You're talking about years of therapy. It, it, it has yeah. to be. It has to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, he, at the, uh, he actually is super messed up in the head <laughs> that after she is gone... He's walking and he actually hears music and he hears cheers and applause. And I, to me, I was like, I guess he's just imagining himself coming home and people cheering for his return home. Yeah. Um, then it happens. Then he just falls into a puddle. Puddle. You know what this reminded me of? Where he's quicksand. He gets, yeah. So Stuck in not the quicksand before that when he's going through the jungle and he's celebrating. <laughs> Have you ever watched any of Dexter? No. So Dexter is all about um, a serial killer who only kills killers. He has a code. That's I know. <laughs> I know he has a code. He doesn't kill the innocent. He only kills serial killers. He only kills other people who have committed, you know, massive crime. And the f- so like Boondock Saints. Sure. And the first season ends with him having a full-on hallucination about the city rejoicing for Dexter. Thank you for protecting us. And you have like a full-on like hallucination of him going through this entire presidential parade down the street. And people are holding up signs. Thank you, Dexter. The whole night. And he's just waving to the people. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's what this reminded me of. And I laughed hysterically because I'm like, oh my God, they completely took this part from Dexter. This is amazing. It's amazing. Anyways. Anyways. Just for something at my door. I think my kid might be up, huh? Um. Anyways, he gets like in the quicksand. He then tries to find a way. To, he gets a branch, clear, pulls himself out. Sure. And then there is this amazing shot of the night sky. You can see the Milky Way. It's just, it's crazy. This is believable too. I yeah. loved it. Do you remember? It, 
So what was it? Was it like 2003 or, or it was the early 2000s where New York had a massive blackout and yes. there were a whole bunch of people who called the cops because they saw weird things happening in the sky when it was just the Milky Way being the Milky Way and a bunch of people freaked out because they had never seen it before. It's, it's, right. it's fantastic. But this is an amazing shot. Well, he sees this. And I just lost my notes. Hold on. Oh, sorry. He loses his backpack in the quicksand and he makes his way to the edge of the river. Yep. Then, sorry, right before he sees the, the night sky, he comes to this tree where he sees all these red ants on it. And I was like, what's he doing? Then he shakes the tree until all these red ants fall on him and they're all biting him. And I took this as this was his pinch me is this real moment. He needs something to snap him back to reality. So and then that he sees could the very nice well guy. be the case. There's also, there was a line earlier and it was from Carl when he first got bit by the red ant. And he tells the story about how there was a, a, a group of people or a tribe of people or whatever. And the way that they punished things like atheism was to make sure that they were bit by a whole bunch of red ants to like <laughs> strike the fear of God into them. Like you believe in God now, don't you? It's fantastic. Right. It was fa- it's a fantastic thing for him to do. And I, I think I actually agree with you about the point that you just made when um, it might be just his coming back to reality moment. Like he needs something, even if it's pain. And I guess, well, Chuck went away right now, so I'm just going to edit this whole part out. I'm just going to wait for him to come back because I actually really want him to hear this point. I actually I could hear I could hear everything you were oh, saying. Okay, for the most perfect. Part, so. Good. Yep. So anyways, yeah, I actually agree with you. I think it was his, he, you need something, even if it's painful, he needs something to ground him back to reality. So I agree with you. Right. I think, and it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, it was, and the way they portrayed this scene too, like the, you have the violin going and that, like that, like pulling the string. Yeah. It was just, oh, it it brought me back to that same part, like when you, in 127 hours where he's cutting his arm. Yeah. And you hear the violin going, oh, same type of feel. My God. Um, and especially in 127 days where he's almost through his arm, but now he's at the nerve. And ooh. you get the high pitched squeak, like the, the, the squeal. Yep. Oh, my God. It was. Oh, man. I kind of want to watch that movie. Yeah. Man, just because it was such a good yeah, movie. Yeah, I know what you mean. See, that's the thing is, these, these movies are, they're, they're so far out of our usual, but they are, so, like, if they are shot the right way and the story's told the right way, they make for fantastic Yes, films. absolutely. It's just, you just have to be, like, I, I couldn't watch it, like, every other no. week. It's not going to be my go-to. No. But there's a there's a time and a place for him. And when I saw this movie, I was like, I thought they did a. To be honest, I thought that this it's not really saying much, but I think it's Daniel Radcliffe's best acting. He's not the best actor, but I think this is his best performance yes. that I've seen him do. Yeah. Um. So 
Um, now it's day 19 and Kevin and the guy who's driving the boat land on the beach that. Can I, can I, can I say, say one more thing? And it's probably the last time that I'm yeah. going to get a chance to, to, to pick at this a little bit. There's a turtle. Yes. And he lets the turtle Is live. It? Yep. I do not believe that he let that turtle live. Dude, it, dude, dude, he killed and ate that turtle. I, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> there's no way he just lets the turtle go. That turtle, that he, no. I'm sorry. You think yeah. so? I think it makes for... Either it, that or it, there just was no turtle. Yeah, or, or there was no turtle. I think it makes for a better story if he's like more human and he actually wanted to let an animal... We watched him eat monkey meat. Yep. But he can't eat a turtle and, and dead, and, and, dead bir- and, and bird eggs. baby birds. Yeah, but oh. the turtle was too much. I don't think so. I think right. I think he killed that turtle and had a very nice meal. Yeah. That's just me. But anyways, maybe he didn't. I don't know. That's what I think. Right. I'd have killed the turtle. I'm eating that turtle. At that point, oh, yeah, at that point, however, three weeks later, Done. all that turtles. No, I don't care. Done. Well, Kevin lands on the same exact beach that he is on. Um, they can't find him because he's down behind some log. Yeah. Um, they leave because they cannot find him. Now, this part right here, I don't know if the way they shot this was just for, again, just for story's sake, but it was very predictable. Yes. As they're driving away, right before the turn of the river, he takes the last look back, and there is Yosei yeah. on. I think that they got to the river. They got there. They did a little bit of search, and they, they found him. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they actually took away and then saw him. The, I think they put that part in for for film. Yeah, sake. dramatic effect. Which yeah. I, don't, I I I don't have a a big problem with. Neither do because I. Because I mean, they still found it. Him. It, when, it worked because when I was watching it, I was like, "Come on." Come on. Like, it got me. Like, it got me to stand right. up and go, oh, come on. You got to be able to find him now. Like, I got invested. So it did exactly right. what it set out to do. So, and I liked it. And they, and they did find yes. him. Yes. Um, I mean, Yosei hears them. He starts crawling along the beach. He stands up and, oh, my gosh, he looks horrible. Oh, my God. He is skin and bone. Um, Covered in dried mud around. and everything. Oh. Yeah, he's just a mess. Um. Then it goes into, you know, Kevin finds him. They get him back to the, to the, to the, to the village that Kevin was found at. Um, they nurse him back to health. I mean, this is basically the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's nursed back to health. Then it goes and it goes into the narrative of real life, the real pictures, the story of the four of them, then the two of them, then just him. Right. Um, says that Carl and Marcus were never seen or heard from again. Um, Yosei was brought to that. He, he, the cool thing is, is he still goes back in backpacks all over the place. So for me, it would have been like, I did this. I'm never doing it again. He's like, nope, I'm going to go back and do it again. And he travels to these, these crazy places all the time. Um, him and Kevin become lifelong friends. Like they are now friends forever. Yeah. And then it gives a little backstory of the two of them and then roll credits. And insane, intense, crazy, 
I, I, I personally would never want to go through something like this. Neither would I. I, I, I wouldn't survive anything like nope. this. And I think the reason why I suggested this film was it was something so, like I said this a few times, it's so far out of what we normally do. I'm like, this would just be a fun film to do. So I hope overall you enjoyed the I film. I did. Um, this was amazing. This was fantastic. But I, would rec- I would definitely recommend this film to a lot so of people. So would I. So would I. This is fantastic. So, so I usually, my thing with movies is usually sometimes I'll go on a kick where I want to watch like the same themed movie all over and over and over again. So the next time I watch Castaway or the next time I watch I Am Legend, this will not fall. This will fall shortly after that. I would watch this probably within right. a week or two of watching either one of those movies. This was amazing. Um, again, Daniel Radcliffe, I can do without. I think it would have been better suited for uh, the other the other guy that was playing, was his name, Kevin? I think I think yeah. the role should have been switched. I think the other guy would have done a much better job doing this, but I understand why they went the other way. Um. Th- again, I'm and, not. And Dan Radcliffe, he did a decent job for what he. It did. was okay. It was. I'm. Not, uh, if you haven't already noticed, I'm not the biggest fan of Daniel Radcliffe. So, um, yeah. that all, all that being said, I'll I'll reiterate what I said earlier. I'm not calling this person a liar. I I think t- the two things going on here is one. I think he was hallucinating way more than what he actually thought. And I think maybe the filmmaker right. took a lot of liberties in, in just trying to get a, a more out of the story. Um, the two big problems that I had was obviously The Rock, no, and the um, the ending with the way that he was found. I, I think both of those were just done for dramatic effect and dramatic effect alone. Um, right. That being said, it's not. it doesn't take away from the film at all. I thoroughly enjoyed it no. from beginning to end. It's an amazing story. And if anything, kudos, all the respect in the world to this guy for surviving this. Even if it's not 100% accurate, even if there were certain things, eh, let's just, you know, make this a little bit more intense for the movie's sake. Still, to survive yeah. three weeks in the jungle under, yeah, under that's, any that's, circumstances. Wow. Right. Whether that snake was in the tree or on the ground, yeah, right? Exactly. I don't care. You know, I I really don't care. It just it's fantastic, fantastic story, fantastic movie. Thank you so much for recommending it. It was great. It was a great time. I enjoy that. Yay. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was just. I'm glad it was just. You know, we usually do the sci-fi, the action. The, no, you're right. You know, it's just. I was just like, you know what, something. And the fact that's a true story too, for the most part, you know, it's like something that's just different. And, you know, we are trying to steer away from, you know, everything MCU. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, you know, what's funny is like, like I don't even care about the next movie to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm so, I'm so like, I'm so done with MCU. I, I, I agree. Like, I'm actually looking forward to like Joker too. So am I. And Penguin. So am I. Like Black Adam just came out, and I was like, eh, "Eh, could care." Yeah. Like Rock, really? Dwayne Johnson as a superhero? I, like, yeah. Why? I don't know. Why? Why? But what I am looking forward to is if they. I hope they give it credence. Is if they do a good job with the new Blade, that would be the one that I hope they do a decent job with because Wesley Snipes was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you know. I'm just I'm just waiting for, you know, 
something good to come from I'm that, waiting and uh, I've been waiting for this for a few years now I'm waiting for this superhero thing to end I think it's gone on long yeah. enough I think I think yeah. it's overstated it's welcome I think that the way that the MCU We're in two decades exactly now. the way that the MCU has dominated dominated it's time it's time for it to end and go away <laughs> The way DC is do the way the the way DC is that's doing Joker, different. I don't see not, I don't yeah. see those as superhero movies. I do not see Joker no. as a superhero movie. That is just a fantastic but movie. The, but neither was the Batman. No, it was it, it was the a detective Batman movie. Wasn't a superhero, it was absolutely it was a, detective a detective movie and a fantastic one. That's a completely different Which thing. Was, and even even right. when you look at something like Penguin that HBO is going to be doing. Penguin is not I a superhero. This is going to be a mob show. Like that's and that's what I'm most excited awesome. about. It's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be amazing. So, yeah. And I'm just glad that we can. And I would love to do. You know, even if Lee has other. You know, like you you did net. You suggested network, which was great. They live. You know, I'll never get over. They live. I think that is. That's just a fantastic, fantastic. You know. Film. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I, I was actually nervous at first because I do think that I enjoy different movies than the both of you like. And I was like, well, they like something like this. But I, I got brought back to you had mentioned, you know, a couple of months back that even if you don't like the movie, when you do the podcast, you're all in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're going to go into the podcast. Yeah. It so doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what watching. I watch. Um, right. Oh, uh, boy. So, and again, I, I love him to death. My, I have a much more broad movie plethora than he does. Oh, I will, so I will I. like and love a lot more than him. Um, the only thing I don't really do for me is horror. Okay. That's my only... And that's to be upfront. What the reason? The biggest reason is I used to watch horror all the time, and then my wife passed away, and uh, I was like, "Okay, mm, no, I'm all yeah. set." So I just I've stopped since. Then. I understand that. Um, I understand that. So so now I, I'll watch. I don't think. See the thing about the like, thing about either a horror or a slasher film. Even if you were into it, I don't think we would do them often because it's like, what are we gonna do? Well, this person dies like this. Like moving on. Next death. Right. <laughs> like that like, doesn't, I, like it doesn't seem slasher, exciting. And slasher movies are different. There are, there are some slasher movies where they're meant for horror, but then you watch them and you're like, this is kind of funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Jason <laughs> Voorhees, <laughs> like Scream. Like, so here's the thing, like with Scream, you have a psychopath <laughs> running around with an eight inch knife and no one can kill him. <laughs> He's in a mask and he has an eight inch butcher knife and no one can take this guy Chucky. out. A doll. <laughs> a doll. Yeah, but that's different though. You, <laughs> no, I think it's hilarious that nobody can stop the doll. Right. Why? What? Yeah. It's, what? It's, it's, see the, the, yeah, that's, uh, I'm like, okay, if I, if I was in the, if I was living in a real life story of like scream <laughs> and a guy was 
50 feet away from me, chasing with an eight inch butcher knife. I would get the biggest thing I could think of and hit yeah, him with it. Yeah, of course. Multiple of times. Course. <clears throat> he would not be getting up. No. There would be no story. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Would be done. <laughs> not at all. I absolutely agree with you. I don't know. Um, no, horror movies, they're, I still enjoy them for what they are, but for the most part, they're dumb. <laughs> like, they're still, yeah. like, when you really get into it, and I'm sure if that ever happened when we did a podcast on something, it's like, this is so stupid. There's no way that this is realistic at all, for all the reasons you just mentioned. Jason? Right. Yeah, like Freddy. Yeah, it, uh, it's the dumbest. Yeah. Con- it's there's the, some of the dumbest concepts in the world. I don't know. And yet they were popular for a decade. Oh my god, for more than a decade. They, like the seventies, the eighties, and like a lot of the nineties. Like it was ridiculous oh, yeah. the way that they were pumping a lot of those movies out. It was so. It's crazy. Yeah, but I don't know. And they did. But st- I know what you did last oh, summer. I still god. know what you did last. Like. Why? See, this is this is this is what I think it is. I think it's a reason for them to show a lot of death and nudity, because in every single one of them, you have the scared chick yeah. who just flashes yep. everybody and then runs yep. away. If um, you have sex in a horror movie, you die. Yeah. Did you see <laughs> the new Jason? Not the new, but like the 2013 version of Jason. No. Voorhees. No. So, I checked out. I checked out I, a while ago on a lot of things horror movies because so, not not because I, I watched the. F- I'll watch something older before I watch anything that was made in the past decade. I think they're so. Yeah, so this movie was made. Um, I think it was 2013 or something like that. Let me double check here, but <clears throat> it, it starts off and he's at. There's these kids basically at Camp Crystal Lake, mm-hmm. and. Um, no, it's just called Friday the 13th. Okay. Right? Um, let me see here. Friday the 13th. 2009. So it starts off and there's these seven or eight kids and they're all camping out on the lake in the woods. And then in the first like 15, 20 minutes of the movie, they all die. Except for one. That's awesome. Like they're all dead. I'm why? like, why? And then it all, then it, then it goes to Friday the 13th and it was just the opening for the rest of the story. And I was like, so like 30 people in this movie die between the beginning and the rest of the film. And for me, it's just like, they're just trying to find ways of making it bloodier and gro- more gruesome to kill people off. How can we do it in a more gruesome way? Um, I will say, I will say, and maybe this is, I will say, the best horror movie I've seen to this, not to this day, but in the past 20, 25 years, to me personally, is still Saw. I think the original Saw movie is fantastic. I don't find that as horror. I don't see the original Saw as horror, though. I see it more, I see it more as a whodunit. Like it's, it's, a, a it's two guys thriller. in a room. Yeah, they're a bloody mess, and it's very much like a who done it. They're trying to figure everything out. I think that I think that direction of what like the horror genre could have been, like the potential after that movie was like the things that you can do with that concept, and it just never they never capitalized on it, and it was really like oh come on, great. 
The crazy part is, is the guy who was sitting there with Carrie Elwes was the guy the whole my time. Th- man. The whole oh my god. Time. Like the fact that he just sat there, like laid there in that still position for the entirety of them in that room is nuts. I still I don't know. I yeah. still really enjoy that one. But aside from that, like I can't think of anything that's come they, out like recently that I really But when enjoyed. they when they started going down the the bunny hole, the rabbit hole with the saw films, though it started getting convoluted. The first few were okay. We're okay, and it just got ridiculous. Stupid. It got that's the thing ridiculous. Though, they, uh, they don't know. They don't know when to stop. No, not at all. Not at it's all. It's like let's make Sharknado. <laughs> now let's have Sharknado fifteen. You know. <sighs> and how those films make it big? I don't get it. I don't. I don't. They're so bad. It's good. They're so. They're bad. so bad. It's good. That's 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 the appeal. They're so bad that they're good. Ugh. I don't know. No, nope. I don't know. But I don't know about you, but for me, it's uh, it's almost pumpkin time. Yeah, for me. I hear you. I'm getting. I'm beat. about ready. But anyways, so yeah, all right. Well, thank you for you know doing this movie Absolutely. with me. Um, can't wait to have Lee back. Um, there is. I even I've done a few when you weren't there with Lee. You know, it's like there is something to be said about the three of us mm. um, versus just two. Um, it does make for more interesting conversation. Um, but all in all. You know, I hope Lee does get a chance to watch this movie um, so that maybe he can put his two, you know, his thoughts in the next time we all talk. Yeah. Um, so, but other than that, I think it's time. So, have a great night, and we'll see everyone on the flip side. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>